All right, back with the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop, back after vacation and just in time for fall veto session to start up at the Illinois State House. Uh, after uh, lawmakers have been away for several weeks, they've got uh, potentially a lot to tackle uh, over the next three days this week and three days next week. Uh, to talk about that and more, uh, joining us in studio is State Representative uh, Tim Butler. Uh, Representative, thanks for taking time. How are you? Bishop, you didn't get your head chiseled on Mount Rushmore on your on your vacation? No, I learned way more <laughs> about uh, chiseling and blowing up rock uh, to, to, you know, uh, essentially... Uh, honor uh individuals from our past uh, when i traveled to mount rushmore but also crazy horse crazy horse is crazy Which, yeah <laughs> it's pretty yeah. wild to see uh just how much work's been done on that and how much more work they Needs have to yet do. to do yeah. Yeah. uh so a lot of uh, interesting stuff in south dakota uh but it was good to get away for a week to prepare for what's coming up this week so what do you expect to happen this week well i think at the top of the list is redistricting again uh we've got the congressional maps that were uh, a draft of them was unveiled on friday which i think really under scores why we need to take this out of the hands of politicians. I mean, when you look at the map that was unveiled Friday and and when you look at a district that Rodney Davis gets drawn into that goes from Robinson down in southeastern Illinois and squirrels its way all the way up to Rockford, uh, or you look at the district that Darren LaHood got drawn into with these arms that reach around Peoria to get his house uh, and then go around. It's just crazy, and I think that's what really frustrates people because there's no rhyme or reason on these other than the political expediency of, of the majority. So Uh, I'll be interested to see what happens with that. We've got a hearing scheduled for Wednesday on redistricting. You've seen some Democrats complain. Congresswoman Newman complained about her district in the Chicago area, which goes from Midway now out to LaSalle. Uh, and and then you saw her, the, the gentleman she beat in the primary two years ago, Dan Lipinski, say he's thinking about running in that district. Um, you've got national Democrats. Uh, I've read reports where national Democrats aren't happy with the state Democrats because they feel like it's not a partisan enough map for them. And some crazy map got released yesterday that that I mean is really one of the craziest looking feats of cartography that I've ever seen. Um, and so it's going to be really interesting. And then beyond that, um, you know, these hearings that we've had. Over the past week have also talked a little bit about judicial subcircuits. We don't have subcircuits here in central Illinois. We have subcircuits up in the Chicago metropolitan area and I think Winnebago County as well. Um, and so those are lower level than the circuits, you know, smaller geographic area than the circuits themselves. And we passed a law in 2019 that said we have to redistrict subcircuits every 10 years as well, if their population shift. And there's been some talk with the majority of subcircuiting counties of 150,000 and above. So Sangamon, Peoria, uh, McLean, which we currently don't have subcircuits. And I've asked time and time again what that means. And there's there hasn't been any maps that have been rolled out of that. No answers to it whatsoever. So it's same old song and dance with redistricting that we had with the spring with the legislative maps. And um, I well, think in the hearings, at least the, the one that I saw before I uh, took off for the week lasted 24 minutes. And yeah. then I read somewhere another one lasted 14 we, we minutes. Had a, and... We had a 12 minute hearing yeah, last, wow. last week. Yeah. And it's just, you know, I think it and I, I think it really uh, it's not just us. You know, the Republicans, the advocacy groups have testified to the fact that people aren't participating because they don't believe in the process, that they're frustrated with the process. They saw what happened in the spring and they know it's the same old song and dance this fall. And and they're just saying they're just shrugging their shoulders, saying, all right, Democrats, you're going to do what you're going to do. You're going to you're going to muscle through a map without really any input. I mean, I think it's so funny that advocacy groups, these largely liberal advocacy groups that philosophically line up with the Democrats time and time and time and time again, come to these committee hearings. 
and, and really excoriating the Democrats about the process and especially transparency and input. And then the Democrats completely ignore it, and then they go to the floor or in the hearings and talk about how transparent their process is. I mean, it's just a it's a totally disconnected world on this redistricting process. Well, and when it comes to uh, that one district, I saw uh, the map that was released Friday. It goes all the way up to the northern part of the state, yeah. and then uh, brings part of uh, the, the the eastern part of the state, and then goes that's, into that's Springfield. That's the one that Congressman Davis got grown yeah. into from from Rockford. Literally takes in Freeport and Rockford, comes down, then slices over to the eastern and southern part of the state, all the way down, you know to Robinson. I mean, south wow. of Interstate 70. It's 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 really crazy. It goes from, you know, almost Wisconsin down to southwestern Indiana. <laughs> so veto session typically is when uh, lawmakers take up vetoed bills. Right. Uh, you guys already did some of that. A couple we of overrode ago. one veto of the governor uh, last time I think we were in session. Uh, and I don't think there's any other bills out there that have been vetoed. So, um, it's so what does that mean? What else could there be? Uh, I mean, it's up? it's basically veto session is basically a regular session of right. the General Assembly. So um, we could we could act on vetoes, or we could act on any other pieces of legislation that the majority decides that they want to do. So, um, you know, there's there's talk of this big financial package to attract some of these battery companies into Illinois. Uh, there's talk of maybe uh, repealing the parental notification. Notification Act, uh, the when it comes to abortion, when yeah. it comes to abortion and everything, uh, I, I certainly think I'm sure a lot of the de- Democrats, uh, if they have pet bills, are trying to talk to the Speaker to see if they can get something done uh, before uh, uh, before veto session adjourns. But um, we're scheduled to be in session six days, three days this week, three days next week. I can't imagine other than those big ticket items. I don't I don't see us doing a whole ton, but you know we never know until we actually get back into session. Talking with State Representative Tim Butler here on the WMAY Morning News Feed to get a bit of a preview of what at least the Republicans uh, may see uh, down the pike for veto session. And I know that uh, uh, Leader Durkin and several others uh, are going to be pushing some um, law enforcement bills. Uh, and this was a, a package that uh, uh, State Senator Chapin Rose pushed several weeks ago. Um, do you see any any movement on any of those issues, especially with what you know we've seen the, the crime, not just in Chicago, but Peoria and Rockford yeah. and elsewhere, even here in Springfield? Boy, I, I hope we see some movement on trying to to do something with this. You know, the 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 quote unquote police reform bill that we passed back in January, literally, literally at the last minutes of the last General Assembly, um, really is something that a lot of us opposed and I think is not good for the future of fighting crime in the state of Illinois uh, and dealing with the crime that we see across the state of Illinois. We see the we see the. The daily and weekly reports out of Chicago, uh, the crime out of Chicago and the the killings that take place in Chicago. We see crime across the state. Um, And it's really something that, you know, uh, stems from, in in my opinion, especially in in Cook County, is is the lack of prosecution and and basically letting people off the hook, I think, on a lot of this stuff. And it's a a tremendously uh, dangerous mindset, I think, to make this wholesale change in how we we, – look at criminal justice and and hopefully hopefully the democrats will listen to some of the ideas that we have that that uh, leader durkin is going to be pushing out there that senator rose put out there a couple weeks ago uh because you know i mean people 
people are looking at what's going on and they're really they're really concerned. They're concerned about their communities. They're concerned about crime. And it's something that, that we have to address, uh, I, I think, quickly. Do you think there will be any uh, discussion or movement on things to uh, address the governor's uh, executive orders? And I'm, I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah. you know, the Health Care Right of Conscience Act or addressing uh, some kind of COVID-19 vaccine law to make it similar to the, the influenza vaccine yeah. law. I, 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 you know, the Health Care Right of Conscience, I've gotten a ton of input from constituents uh, about that issue, uh, asking us to just to leave it alone and to not touch it. I'll be really interested to see if the Democrats um, try to push something. I I think that's going to be a tough sell, um, given uh, given all the input we've received, I think, over the last several weeks, especially uh, when it comes to that. Look, I think, I think the leaders in the legislature on the Democrat side made a decision last year um, to let the governor have his say when it comes to uh, everything to do with COVID, basically. We have, we have not gotten involved because, because the Democrats like the fact that they don't have to make any decisions on this. They don't have to be held accountable, accountable for, for things that, that um, uh, are going on with COVID. They're letting the governor handle everything. And I mean, I think one of the most frustrating things is, is the fact that we've had, we've had the mask mandate in place again now since for what, two and a half months since, since early August, mid August. Um, and and we see we see now cases going down. Uh, we see things steadying once again, and and the governor has never put metrics on how how we go back to the way we were. He puts metrics on putting, uh, you know, uh, provisions in place, putting mandates in place, but he never puts the the metrics behind how we go backwards, how we take a step back, uh, not have these mandates anymore. And I, I think that's one of the most frustrating things is that is that it continues to keep people up in the air about things. And very honestly, with with the mask mandate, I mean, you know, it's it, people are going to do what they're going to do at this point. You know, uh, and I know um, I walk into stores all the time and I try to respect what's, you know, uh, the, the mandate on, on masks and stuff like that. But you go into Target or you go in a grocery store, you see some people wearing it, you see some people don't it. And that's, well, that's just you, where we're at today. Representative, no mask mandate in Iowa. No mask yeah. mandate in South Dakota. I've, I've traveled uh, some other states recently and it's 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 the same way. We're, and, we're an know, island. I mean, we're, in the Midwest, we are an island yep. when it comes to uh, a statewide mask mandate. Well, that's the governor's plan to make us the most progressive state in the nation. So, State Representative Tim Butler, uh, always appreciate you being on. I'm sure we'll talk again before the week's out, uh, if not next week as well. So um, we'll see you at the Capitol, all right? Sounds good. Thanks, Greg.